Hello again all you loyal listeners out there, Eagle here and I'd like to welcome you all to a, the third episode of Stable Geniuses, the official BronyCon podcast. First things first, I'd like to announce the winner of last time's free batch drawing to one true blue. True, congratulations, and somebody will contact you soon with the info for your free badge. Without further ado, this time around, we have the head and deputy head of our registration department, Ramble and Alabaster, respectively. So, our first guest for episode two of Stable Geniuses, we have the head and deputy head of the registration department, Ramble and Alabaster, respectively. Say hello to the ponies, boys. Hey. Hello. So, of course, many of the people who are active in our Discord server may recognize Alabaster as one of the resident comedians. Of course, you have nothing to say to that. <laughs> I, I, was, uh, I, I, I prefer to refer to myself as the uh, comic content connoisseur. Whatever helps you sleep at night, Alabaster. So, gentlemen, uh, care to tell me about yourselves a little? This will be my sixth convention working with BronyCon. Uh, I started in uh, 2013, actually not working for BronyCon at the convention as part of Everfree Network. I was a camera operator for the BronyCon at home stream, which would still be really nice to bring back because we had a good amount of traffic considering the advertising that we had for that. I got hired on with the convention, not almost, not the year after, but shortly after that, with public relations working in the uh, charity auction coordination and um, really got involved in uh, communicating with attendees through the info list. Just because I've gone to events where I've had questions, I want things answered, and I hate being the guy who's going and being like, well, I see the email there, but I'm not going to answer it. Someone else is going to get to that. I'm like, wow, someone is waiting on us. Someone is waiting to hear back. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I want to make sure that they're getting a response without unnecessary delay. And I think a lot of that kind of attendee-focused work was part of the transition that I had. actually got traded post-con. <laughs> Conversation between the department head of registration and PR basically got traded over for the next year working PR and working registration, rather, and been there ever since. So sort of a reverse of what happened to my pal Neon. He started Reg and then y'all traded him to uh, PR. I, I, I haven't traded people. I, Despite the fact I'm in the seat where I would do that, I believe that happened before me, Alabaster. Oh. Do you remember? Yeah, that, that was me. Okay, <laughs> okay. Anyways, more a thing of necessity than and the product of happenstance than anything else. I think because Alabaster ended up being the one to onboard him and brought him into registration for whatever reason. And then we're like, he's here to work on the podcast and we just need a dedicated PR person. So let's put him in PR. Speaking of Alabaster, you're not getting out of this either. You got to do your intro now. <laughs> so I joined staff in 2015 after having attended every year since 2012 and being a bronze sponsor in 2014 where i ended up getting pretty ill and having to leave and not be there for the last day of the event which i watched the 
live stream of Bernie Palooza via the stream that Ramble was just talking about. And so in 2015, I joined staff as security. I had just turned 18 and it ended up not being the right place for me. So I went looking for another department to go to and Sheer at the time was the head of registration and hired me on. Two weeks later, an email went out from registration asking if anyone would like to apply for a management position, which at the time was called shift lead, I think it was. So I applied just like, hey, why not? Sure. I'd love to do that. And I had my interview and she was like, yeah, sure. Well, go for it. And so there I was my first year on staff. Uh, I was I had a management position in registration, which was pretty cool. And from there, you know, I just kind of hung out in registration, did my bit. And then in 20, what was it? 2017, I uh, finally got a title, which was the internal communications manager. No, that was 2018. I think I became the internal no, communications no. manager. What'd you say, Ramble? Was it? What? I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> no, no, because it was with Wade. So what, 2017? Yeah. Uh, I guess it was 2017. Oh, anyway. God, time flies. In in 2017, I got my title, Internal Communications Manager. And then after doing that for a year, our department head, now Wade, stepped down and Ramble stepped up. And uh, apparently I did a good enough job where Ramble said, hey, deputy head. And I'm like, oh, okay, Yeah. And now here I am. I'm the deputy head of a department for a My Little Pony convention. You know, it's stereotypical, like this is the thing people say. But if you had told me I would be doing this five years ago, I would have called you crazy. I also would have been, what, 17? Uh, 17, I would have been 17 five years ago. Because <laughs> actually, as of recording this, my birthday is tomorrow. Oh, well, hey, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. I turned 22. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. We, we've got a nice age spread on this interview. I forgot about that. How old are you? What, okay, no, we're not bringing up. No, we're absolutely age. bringing that up. Eagle, how no, old are you? Not. Also, thank you very much for. Wait, no. Why am I thanking you? I never heard a thank you for that Brony Palooza live stream. By the oh, way, thank you, thank you very much. I enjoyed it a lot. Oh, that's good to hear. Do you do you know if you were the cam op for that night for uh, I think oh. it was Friday night. We actually had, we were running between like three and four cameras uh, at any time. Mm. We were, because we actually had, we had a board to, to go between different views. Mm. So I would be surprised if at least for like the majority of it, I wasn't one of the operators. Oh, well, small world, huh? I know. I I actually also, I I actually (laughs) also remember. Pony fandom, it's not exactly huge to begin with. Okay. I also remember getting an email from you. Hang on. I'm. I'm I'm actually going to go look up this email because this was when you were working InfoDesk. I had a question and you answered it via InfoDesk. And uh, it was it was the first interaction we ever had before we even remotely knew each other. And it was all downhill from and there. And it was all downhill from there. Let's see. How does our department actually run? Oh my god. Uh, and not in like a lull random kind of way but it does surprise me this was this (laughs) i forgot this was before i had a bronycon email address so i I was looking for the wrong email let's see ramble (laughs) you you were emailing the convention from your convention email address no so while while he's looking for that one of your favorite experiences while staffing or attending the con ramble I, I think it would be like some of the charity auction work because there's times 
we're wheeling all the items backstage. We're, you know, ready to go, like, in five minutes. And, like, things are being handed to us. And we're like, what is this? Is this going in? Like, if we if it goes up there, it's selling. But if we're selling it, what is it? Like, how? what do we, what do we say this thing is? We have to tell people what we're auctioning. Oh, it's coming from a VIP? Uh, God, can I say that? Because it is a VIP thing. Oh, man. It, it's the 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 controlled chaos that goes on behind the scenes in probably more ways than I would even imagine. The fact that some things are as organized as we can make them, but then we're wheeling items backstage for the charity auction and things are practically being being thrown at us last minute. There's no way you can plan around that, but you're just like, no, this is, we're going up on stage in five minutes. We have to make this work. And you do make it work. And the attendees hopefully don't know. They're none the wiser and their experience isn't tainted by a whole bunch of people that... They just get to enjoy the event itself without seeing the rough bits that go into making it happen. Yeah. As funny as it sounds, some of my favorite parts of the convention are specifically the parts that we don't want the attendees to see. Not like just the, the pre-con organization, but like every little thing that happens behind the scenes at the convention that can be a surprise for us as well. The show goes on, everything just kind of runs on schedule as best we can, and the attendees don't know all of these things that are happening that aren't part of the experience they're there for. Uh, I can't help but think of... um. I think it was the first Men in Black, and Kay is talking to Jay, and Jay's asking, well, they, these people need to know. These people need to know they're in danger. And Kay's like, oh, there's always some alien battleship or... Oh, yeah, he's like, the only way these puny people go about living their sad little lives is that they do do not know about it. it. Yeah, it's something like that. I know exactly what you're talking about. And yeah, it's not that people are going to freak out or anything like that, but that's that's not what they're that's not the experience they're there for. It's the reason that like staff entrances and stuff at, at Disneyland are disguised and fit in with the decor because you don't want to ruin the illusion. Pull back the curtain. Yeah. Right. Not because we're we're trying to hoard what's behind there, but it's like, you know what? You guys are gonna have a much better time over here where the convention's happening. Not behind there where the convention is happening. Which, I mean, to be fair, if you enjoy living in that world like I personally do, the behind the curtain stuff is a lot more fun. But Well yeah, then join staff. Yeah, then join staff. But if you just if you just wanna, you know, come out, hang out, have a great time, uh, with a bunch of friends and not have to worry about any of that stuff, then you know, that's totally okay and that's why we're here. The admission ticket for the chaos is accountability. There you go. Accountability and occasional early onset baldness if you have a genetic predisposition to it. <laughs> so I, I actually found that email, Ramble. The first communication we ever had together. Do you mind if I read it? Oh, God. So I had I had just sent in two staff applications, one to security and one to, it might have actually been registration, I'm not sure, it might have been events. So I sent an email to info at, on December 1st, I said, hello, I was just curious when I might expect to be contacted if my application is accepted. I've gotten a few odd calls the past couple days, and I just wanted to make sure it wasn't something important. And then, <laughs> nothing, eight days later, I get an email. Hello, Daniel. Sorry for the delay in getting back to you. Depending on the level of response, different departments may choose to keep applications open for different lengths of time. 
So unfortunately, I can't give you a specific date you should hear back by. However, I wouldn't worry about phone calls. You will be contacted via email if your application is accepted. Let us know if you have any further questions. And I, I want to point out that your email, like the the thing that you have, that we all have at the bottom of our emails. Yeah, the sig- signature. Yeah, your line. Your yeah. signature. Your signature has not changed minus your uh, the year of the convention and your job title. Like you use the exact same signature since like 2014. <laughs> we had the script. There was actually a page on the website. Was hey, it really? People are, try- people are gonna try to find that now. Yeah, there was a URL on the BronyCon website that if you just you'd enter your details and it would basically spit out what you were to put in your signature line so that it was standardized across staff. Hey, secrets. There you go. Really? Yeah. Probably. Because I just copied and pasted someone else's and changed it for my information. There's lots of little... There's... there's. I don't know how many there are because, again, if it's not something that I would be using, I probably wouldn't know about it. But it's it's weird, the little things that just, like, oh, you pick up this rock and there's, like, some secrets there. And it's like, oh, okay, interesting website. Yeah, I think I asked the head of ops at, at the time, which I believe was Pat. I was like, hey, what do I do about my email signature? And he was like, I don't know, just copy mine and change the details. And I was like, okay. <laughs> okay, guys. Quite a bit off track here. So... Alabaster, same question I posed to Ramble. You know, what's one of your favorite experiences from the convention? I can't really pick one single moment that I enjoyed the most. I think it's been a combination of every time I'm sitting in some random hotel room or some back hallway of the convention center, just hanging out with other staff members and just, you know, chatting, hanging out. And enjoying, you know, time together with someone who I would have never met if I hadn't done any of this. Like, in 2017, I found myself slightly inebriated in the operations room. You know, it was like two in the morning. We were just playing board games for like an hour and a half. And that was so much fun for absolutely no reason. And then this past year... In 2018, there was one point where I was in the finance office, which registration shares with finance. I was in the office just kind of hanging out with a couple of people from finance and we were just chatting, you know, just about nothing at all, just talking. And that, that was, you know, a great night in my opinion. So I think interactions like that are just what, what really makes it for me, just talking and interacting with people who I would have never had the opportunity to talk and interact with had I not pursued this path in life fair enough fair enough so boys let's get down to brass tacks you're the folks in charge of the registration department which for many of our attendees are the first faces of BronyCon staff that they see when they arrive at the baltimore convention center on thursday or friday or whatever day they happen to arrive they go into the big old hallway and wait in line or sometimes the lack thereof to pick up their badge but there's got to be more that you your department handles than just handing out badges i don't know do you want to start with what we do pre-con i guess yeah let's start with pre-con we'll go in chronological order okay ramble you want to start uh sure so our our uh, story begins on our story begins our story begins on sunday of bronycon 2018 where we're at the management table of registration and uh, Sheer comes in and says, hey, let's make the badges for 2019 live because closing ceremony is about to start. And we click the button and badges go live. That's 
not the start of 2019 though because like most departments their contracts are within the scope of the year they're working we're more in line with the convention space where our contracts are like a year ahead of time some of them because we have registration open for the next year during closing ceremonies we have to have those contracts signed set up everything is ready to go while the old convention the previous year's convention is still going on so there's definitely a lot of lead time before well before any kind of badge sales are happening coordination on sponsor items again is something that happens because we want to get the sales open we have to have that prepped you know months ahead of time and that calls for coordination with other departments and just a lot of legwork and investigation and then it's a whole quite a few months of nothing going on i think other than attendee communications although that's mostly been moved over to pr they actually used to be part of registration as well back when we were called attendee relations and that kind of got merged in with public relations so right backing up a little though you said contracts what do you mean we have our, our ticketing system, Eventbrite, that I, you know, I feel has, has served us quite well as a department. That's yeah, contractually that we have something signed with them months actually before the previous convention, simply because as far as they want their terms going, they're like, are you or are you not doing things for 2019? Because we want to know now you might not be selling tickets for a couple months, but that's something that, you know, you need to get the details worked out. You, you don't leave that until a week or so beforehand. We also had a um, management software that we were using for our uh, at-con operations that was a separate contract. And again, that was something that we needed to have squared away well before the convention. We weren't using it until the convention. It literally just sat there. But, you know, that's one of those things. Are you or are you not using this in July? Because we want to know in October or whenever it was. So uh... that second contract that you mentioned, which was for our badge printing service, we actually don't use that anymore. Yeah, it took a while to get off that, but that's... We we finally developed... Well, Ramble finally developed... Not finally, thankfully, graciously, generously <laughs> developed a custom tool for us to use. So we don't have to rely on an outside service anymore. There wasn't anything wrong with the system that we were using, but, you know, I think that this opened a lot of opportunity for us that we wouldn't have previously had. So, yeah, it's nice being self-sufficient. Okay, so you hit the button, you open up badge sales. So I'm guessing the next thing on your list, you had mentioned sponsor badges. Yes, correct. So I know Reg is at least part of determining how number, how many sponsor badges there are, what perks are, so on and so forth. So let's walk through that, shall we? That's always kind of a tough decision. I think that when something is working well for us, we don't really want to mess with it too much. So if we're not hearing a lot of like backlash or angry people and whatnot, we won't drastically increase or decrease the number of badges and sponsor tiers that we have because it's at least my philosophy on it is that part of what you're buying through your support of the convention because i i really want to stress that things get skewed a lot towards people are buying these perks and it's really you're supporting the convention and we want to show our appreciation of that is giving you giving you something you couldn't get through other means you know whether it's something like it's just a little 
token, a keychain or something, a t-shirt with a different pattern on it, something that you can't get if you're not a sponsor, that we're not just selling somewhere. The other being something exclusive at the convention. And I know that recently, in the last couple of years, we've been able to do change from having like like discount or it includes an autograph or two autographs. You can buy autographs. The, the way I wanted it to go was to go and say, hey, this ticket gets you to the front of the line for an autograph because money is something you bring to the convention. Time is something that you never have enough of at a convention. And I know that like lots, every other convention I've been to, not necessarily Pony, but every other convention I've been to has had those. They've had priority queues for, you know, VIP ticket holders or, or various larger conventions. You just have such a huge crowd that you might say, I want these four autographs, and there's just not enough time to get that. And I know that certainly in the past, we've had ridiculously long lines for some of the VIPs just because they don't do many conventions. Other people people haven't had an opportunity to, to see them before, and they want that autograph. And so kind of going and saying, hey, you can do what you want to do, get that autograph, you know, meet the VIP, and then do something else. You're not stuck there for like however long the line might be. And just those those lose something if too many people have it. If we're like, oh, we're just going to remove caps on sponsor stuff. Well, all of a sudden, sure, this gets you to the front of the line with 500 other people. It doesn't quite work the same way. And while there's other systems that we could probably make work, you know, the reality is a lot of it relies on finding that balance between allowing enough, you know, allowing people that want these experiences to get them and also not ruin the experience by not taking into account how increasing availability can actually be a detriment to what we're trying to provide people. Right. By making more available, you decrease the individual value of it. To some extent, yeah. I mean, as far as, like, to, from the convention point of view, I mean, if we could simply go and say, hey, un unlimited, uncapped sponsor badges, and as the, far as the convention goes, we would make more money from that. But at the same time, it's like, from an image point of view, you know, I, we don't want that to be, we don't want people to be upset or feel cheated or, or anything, even though realistically from a sponsorship point of view, you're still doing what the effect of the badge is, is to enable us to have more space in the BCC, bring in more VIPs, do do more with the convention by, you know, by helping to, to fund larger plans. Okay, so that brings us up to this year as far as timeline goes. Thanksgiving was sponsor badge dropping. Then the next big thing that Reg did, I can recall, was spirit badges. Y'all want to talk a little about those? Yeah, so we wanted to make something, a badge type, for the people who we hear from all the time on you know on social media and stuff who are like well i really want to go to BronyCon, but like i can't make it out there or i live in another country and i can't get into the u.s or you know whatever reason you want to come but you can't and you want something from the event we decided well hey let's put together a package that people can get and we'll mail out some swag from the event you know from the convention and uh, from the inception of that idea to actually having the badges up for sale only took about five or six days because we really, you know, we wanted to get that out. We you know sat down and ground out all the details really quickly, honestly. I think that's one of the better turnarounds for an idea we've had within the department. And, you know, at, at this time, 
we are sending out a a batch of the 2019 event a convention program book for the 2019 event and uh one of the orange lanyards that everyone gets and you know some pretty spooky mystery items i can't talk about and it's not just a general three-day badge that it's sending out. It's a actual something that was designed for the spirit badge. Yeah, so the badge that the spirit badge is, it's going to be its own badge where normally our badges are, they have some art on them and then they have like a little spot for a name label. The spirit badges are not going to have that. They are going to be a full art badge, kind of like expo style. While I haven't seen the art for them yet, I can only imagine that it's going to be really cool looking because our design department really jumped on the idea of having a full art badge. And it seems like they have some pretty interesting ideas for what to do with it. I can imagine for the sounds of things, I'm going to have to order one of those myself. Yeah, I, I've been playing around with the idea of grabbing one myself. So then what's next on y'all's calendar? What comes well, next? Well, as of right now, staff applications are open and... Um, we have a couple applications for registration, so I'll be sending out emails fairly soon telling people, hey, we'd like to have an interview with you, and then scheduling said interview. So I think right now, what's next for me, at least, for registration, and unless I'm absolutely forgetting something, which is why there are two of us, <laughs> right, Ramble? Right, because between each of you having half a brain, you have one full one, right? Yeah, I, I've got at least two brain cells to rub together. I know that much. But um, so for me personally, staff hiring is going to be next, making sure that we have all the manpower we need to uh, fulfill spirit badges this year, actually, as well. We're going to probably have a little, little bit of an uptick in uh, how many people we hire just to make sure that those well, are covered. Actually, I think for the uptick, we got to think about those projections and the badge numbers because... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We were just in a, uh, I can talk about that, I think. We we were in a PR meeting last night, me and Ramble. We kind of crashed their party, like I always do. But they dragged Ramble in last night as well. And we were looking over our uh, projected attendance numbers for 2019. And not being able to go into detail, we are extremely caught off guard <laughs> as to the feedback we're getting in terms of just how many people it seems want to come to our last that would event. be the convention itself once hiring is done i i love when people yeah. are, are passionate about helping out and want to volunteer and i completely understand that pastel ponies takes a backseat to life but there is a lot of rehiring going on because people have to back out and sometimes people have to back out pretty close to con so from now until we actually show up and in baltimore it's going to be a revolving door of me hiring people doing interviews and at this point that's basically all we have left to do yeah well that's because we've got our act together it takes a couple of years but when you finally get things sort of going along smoothly you know exactly what you need to do like equipment orders and logistics for a convention we know oh, yeah, when... well, yeah we, we've got to like order our equipment our ipads and stuff that's just like sending an email at this point yeah and onboarding one of the reasons that we don't want to just leave that to the end is because from a staffing point of view especially if people haven't worked with the convention before we need to acclimate you to some of the chaos that's going on and just build a bit of that team atmosphere because it would be weird if everyone was just strangers and just showed up at convention and were like oh i okay we're, we're working together for the next five days okay so then that gets us up to the convention itself so arriving in baltimore starts with me i usually get in 
at about 9 a.m. On, on Wednesday, 9 a.m. on Wednesday, because Ramble has to fly in and he doesn't usually get in until like early afternoon. I'm leaving like 2 in the morning my time and yeah, I'm complete red-eye flight because I'm trying to get there not in the evening when I can't do anything. It is 8 to 10 hours of traveling to go and like get there sleep deprived and immediately get into like madly putting things together. Yeah, so in the couple hours between when I get there and when Ramble gets there, I'll hang around and, you know, just kind of stare at the union workers who are setting up all our tables, make sure that everything's getting set up properly. I'll check in with any departments that I needed to check in with and make sure that everything's sorted out. Once Ramble gets in and some of our other managers start rolling in, we really start setting up. Once we get all of our equipment, then the real fun begins. And usually we're done with setup either Wednesday night or early Thursday morning. We've gotten really good at that aspect of setting everything up. You know, we've really pared down and simplified our setup in a way that's surprisingly still very robust and reliable. This year we'll have to work double time to make sure that everything's ready for Thursday. I, I really don't foresee it being that big of a problem. Uh, yeah, the getting registration open doesn't just mean being ready for like the thursday badge pickup we're responsible for getting all of because uh, vendors have to be checked in and they don't have they don't have staff badges you can tell the convention like the the bcc the security and whatnot that hey anyone with the staff badges is allowed to go into the space and do what they need to do how do you do that with like all these random vendors that like how is that can all be tracked who is allowed in who isn't allowed in you're not supposed to be here yes they are they got to get their badges and that means that we have to basically before thursday we like we basically need to be able to go and hand the vendor relations like a package of all the stuff that they need to hand out to marketplace everything they need to hand off to uh the vendors come to or artists come to uh to check in with them yeah, that's another thing, like, from when we're done setting up on uh, either late Wednesday or early Thursday to when we open our doors, we have a couple of things that we need to do. It's not just, hey, we're set up, we're done, let's go grab a drink. It's, hey, we're set up, we're done, we need to print all of the uh, marketplaces badges that they wanted, we need to print any other extra badges that were given to us last minute that needed that need to be printed and then we have to get all of our sponsor stuff set up in a way that it's easy to, for our staffers to get and grab and hand out and we have to get all the diamond sponsor bags packed because we have all of those ready when people start showing up you know so we can just be like thank you diamond sponsor number three uh here's your bag with all your awesome stuff in it you're awesome go enjoy the event so we've got all that set up we do that with gold badges too don't we we pack those and have them ready uh we do yes yeah okay that's gonna be a little harder this year because oh uh oh spoilers we did increase the sponsor badge well it doesn't matter now because there's di gold are sold out but we did increase wait gold is sold out yeah they sold out oh, like God, a no, week right, ago. Right, 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 right. Diamond and gold are sold out. Silver is about to sell out as of recording this. But we we did, and it wasn't just like, oh, we're five badges here, six. No, we actually made a... Uh, it was like a 20, 25% increase. Yeah, to the tiers. And that doesn't appear to have been enough it, to, to say that sponsor badge sales this year have been anomalous is uh probably one really nerdy to say i think that there's better ways to say that but holy cow is it true because again going back to the keeper of the spreadsheets uh alabaster oh yeah i i have some spreadsheets of my own 
we I put together a spreadsheet of our sponsor sales per year, days to con. And every year follows like a pretty similar path. And then this year, we're just all the way over on the left side of the graph. We just kind of went like straight up at like a, a like a 50, 55 degree angle. And it's just oh, like, it's hilarious to beyond, look at. It's practically vertical. It's, it's <laughs> It was um, vertical scary. at one point. <laughs> it, it's scary. Yeah. There are talks. There have been talks in in terms of do we push the numbers up? How far can we push the numbers up? And that is something that has been talked about. Yeah, we we have talked about increasing sponsor accounts a little bit more. We like it's it's for sure not even close to confirmed that we are going to do it. But it is something that we are looking into actively, and we're just trying to find the um the means to fulfill all those extra sponsors. And also to to be fair, in terms of what we do at convention that's not really what we do at convention that's just making sure that we're all able to do what we do at convention (laughs) all the setup it's like why do we have to be there two days before the convention oh because (laughs) that's because things don't magically set themselves up ethernet cables don't plug themselves in as much as i really wish someone would develop that technology it's called (laughs) wi-fi I don't know why I found that so funny, but that really hit me. <laughs> oh man, I I've been actually contemplating getting uh getting uh chipped with like an RFID chip in my hand or something. So that so that if you wake up somewhere passed out, they can scan you and go, oh okay, here we can drop them off at home. Well, no, it's more like um, some facilities are seeing it as more secure than handing out like ID cards. It's not. Okay. Oh, we had a security breach. I'm sorry. We need to pull your chips out and stuff new ones in. Like, no. Well, I mean, you know, it'd also be pretty cool to have an RFID chip like in my hand so I can just wave my hand over a a reader and just be like, open. (laughs) Oh, God. That that would be. uh... Come on. That would be cool, right? Well, point of sale stuff, if you could go and you just have, yeah, it's like, oh, people wave the phone. No, you just wave your hand. Yeah, right? Like, stuff like that. I think that'd be really cool. Anyway, we plug stuff in, and then we stuff bags with sponsor things, and then once we're all set up and have everything ready, and we're actually ready for people to start coming in, picking up badges, you know, we do that. You know, we spend the next four days handing out badges, making sure everyone gets the proper badge, settling any far and few between disputes that may arise, uh, and just dealing with convention stuff. Yeah, And like I said before, other than line control, really the, the registration is the first experience that, or the first interaction that attendees are going to have with staff. So there's also a lot of general convention questions starting the convention isn't starting on thursday but we still need to yes it kind is. of get that. it is now well i okay it it is now but in in previous years thursday was just the badge pickup there wasn't any convention happening but you still you you want that representation of the convention that experience that people are coming for in whatever way you can which i mean it's hard when your interaction with people is so brief but you want to go and kind of get things started on the right foot because as short as we want the the check-in experience to be if it, it you know if it doesn't go well then that can 
that's starting everything off on on the wrong foot and that's not how we want to kind of be leading into uh to opening ceremonies or you know lobby con on thursday you know we don't want a whole bunch of grumpy people that were in line for hours or that went and were dealing with rude staff or anything like that all right so boys anything that we didn't talk about that you'd like to talk about just about reg or the convention in general i don't believe so i mean if anyone has any questions, you know, they can always send us an email, registration at bronycon.org. I mean, I'm more than happy to answer questions about what Alabaster, we do. Alabaster, uh, remember, they can uh, send questions for the podcast guest. Oh, yeah, we have podcast at now. Exactly. Or podcast at bronycon.org. Exactly. All right. So one last question for the two of you. Throughout all, have you felt it's worth it, all the work you put on on staff? A- absolutely. Absolutely. And not just because of all of the experiences I've had, not just because of the, the people I've had an opportunity to meet and to work with. It It's something that I, I couldn't get any other way. I can go to all sorts of conventions. It's easy to... I, you can pay and go to a convention. That's That's easy to do. It's something else to go and be considered in demand for helping kind of make that bring that experience continue like i've been to bronicon as an attendee i had you know an amazing time an amazing experience and i'm you know so grateful to have the opportunity to bring that experience to other people because you know i don't think i don't want to just have that experience be like this is amazing i can't believe i got to do this I don't care if other people get to do this. It takes a lot of work to make this convention happen every year. And, you know, I love that the work that that we do is able to be enjoyed by so many people. And even though things can start to get to you maybe over the year, when you get there on site and you're setting things up and you realize that there's going to be thousands of people in this room in like 10 hours, you know, it really makes it real for you. And it reminds you why, uh, why we're kind of doing this, why we're doing this to ourselves, you know, because it is something that means so much to people. And, you know, I'm more than happy to be able to bring that to them. All right. Alabaster? What was the question? <laughs> You fired. So, oh, I'm free. Um, Wait, I'm free. Yes. Is it worth it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's worth it. Okay. Bonus question for Alabaster for forgetting the first question. How much do you enjoy being a mod for the Discord server? Yes. That is not a quantifiable answer. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. It is. I'm sorry. You are being overruled. How much do I enjoy it? Yes. 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 Yes, I do. Okay. 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 All right. Fair enough. Uh, Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Stable Geniuses. If you have any questions for today's guest, you can reach out to us on Twitter or Facebook using the hashtag Stable Geniuses or by emailing us at podcast at bronycon.org. Additionally, as usual, there is a Google Form link in the episode description for our usual badge drawing. Please note that we are doing the drawing one week after the episode is posted so that we can record the result in time for the next episode. I'll see you all next time.